This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 851 with guest Jay Franzi, recorded on August 10th, 2023. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way in your home. News reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Costa, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in a beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska. Jay uh, Franzi's with me tonight. We, we uh, Jay, starting like 4th of July, it started raining here, and it just hasn't stopped. And the grass is green, the trees are green, everything is green. It's glorious here. My sister was just in town um, today having lunch with us, and she's like, it's so green here. And I'm like, well, this is not typical. Have you guys been getting uh, as much rain as we have? You know, I think we are getting more rain than normal. You know, it's it's just once or twice a day maybe. But I'll tell you, I'll take it because moving back from California, there was no rain and everything was brown. Yeah. So now being back yeah. in this neck of the woods, everything's green and it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. It's hot and humid, but it's beautiful. Yeah. It's just been a it's been a really wet. I mean, we had a really dry spring and then uh just started raining and it hasn't stopped. We're supposed to get rain all the rest of the week. Brian Hour in chat says, so are we doing a meetup for show 1000? Uh, this is 851. That's 250 shows. I do 50 a year. That'd be five years from now. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see, Brian. We'll see how that goes. Uh, and so, of course, big thanks uh, to Randy Walker, who joined me last week. Fun to have him on the program. And we spent a little time together. If you haven't caught up on 580, get back there and get that done. Big thanks to our Patreon subscribers as well. If you're finding value in the podcast and you want to give back, Easiest way to do that is through Patreon, whether you do it for one month or just, uh, or a annual subscription of some sort, whatever you want to do. Uh, check it out, theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon. You've already heard from Jay, but Jay's back on the show tonight. Jay, welcome back. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Your Always show last week, that was the WordPress episode, right? Yeah, that was a WordPress one. Yeah, no, no. it's good kind of, it was, it was kind of good to catch up on WordPress. It had been a while. He actually, after the show, uh, Randy said, uh, let's dig in. I'd said a few things. I think that alarmed him. So he was like, Hey, let's dig in a little bit. And so I shared my screen and we went through some things and he was like, nah, you need to change that. <laughs> you need to change that. You need to fix this and go, this is how you see blocks. Cause I was like, I don't think I've ever seen blocks. And he was like, mm, uh, uh. <laughs> let's take a look. <laughs> yeah. So Randy, Randy, thanks for, uh, for hanging out with me. We actually, he introduced me to blocks and uh, we, we did some things on the site, and uh, and I'll be forever better for it. So, Randy, thanks for coming in. Speaking of that, Jay, last time you were on the show, you talked a little bit about building a fire pit. Have you made any progress on said fire pit? If pro- if you mean progress is we pick the stuff out, yes. Okay. Have we done anything? No. So I um, I have plans to do it in September. So that's the first time that I could fit it on the calendar. And if I don't get any grief between now and then, that's when it'll be done. Okay. But okay. I am married, so there's a good chance it'll be done before that. <laughs> well, that's good. That's but good. Yes, well, so we we picked out a, a round one. It's uh, maybe two feet, 24 inches tall, maybe. Okay. It has the stones that go around it, the pavers that go around the sides of the fire pit. And then it'll sit on pavers. 
And then I'm hoping, depending on how, how skilled I feel I could be, is I'm hoping to put a half semicircle um, retaining style wall that will also serve as a bench. Awesome. Yeah, good work. Well, you... We were trying to decide, does it go halfway between the water and the backyard? Or are you going to get it closer to the water than the, what, I, what I, we were worried about the placement of it. Yeah. I mean, I only have mm-hmm. like maybe 20, 25 feet from okay. my house to the water. So I'd like the fire pit to be as close to the water as possible and have the semicircle be the seating area. Okay. okay. So have the front of it open. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that's, I, that's I, the, I've I've done fires the last two nights, which have been great. And little, you know, it mine's a three footer, in you know three blocks high, whatever that is, um, probably twenty four inches, and or something like that. And um, I just use that's really big, so I just use a little section of it for when it's just me out there enjoying a whiskey or whatever. Just start a small fire, set it over in the corner. I was going to get an insert for it that that would allow me, you know, I could put like a smaller, you know, 24 inch or 20 inch, like a solo stove and just set it inside for that. But really worked out just to just start a smaller fire. <laughs> it still works just the same. <laughs> right. I'll tell you, I get freaked out last night, Jim. I came home and it looked like my house was on fire. I mean, I pulled up to my driveway and it was just this cloud of smoke coming from my from what looked like my house and it was my neighbor my neighbor had his fire pit going and i mean mm-hmm. he had it going so there was flames and smoke and it, it, he he was just doing it upright so yeah well that's the beauty like pallets are the best thing to use for that just cut them cut up a pallet they're dry you know if they've had oil spilled on them you know some of those kinds of things right and uh, I got some smaller pallets from work, cut those up into smaller squares, threw it in there. And that's a, it's a, it's a great way to get a fire started in a hurry. It doesn't burn the cleanest, you know, and then you've got nails and stuff in your. Yeah, in he, your, clean, your he cleans it out with a shovel afterwards. Yeah. But why, yeah. let's stop for one second. Why do you have pallets at Gallup? Uh, we get shipped in supplies, pallet wise. We, we do, we, we. Um, print materials and do a lot of things that require that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. So, it's not just asking questions. We make things too. So, uh, Brian said he'd be interested you know, to see the pit when you're done. That's a project on, on my to do list. Um, it might Brian, be a little farther down. Little help. Yeah. Well, I may have to come out there. And you are in Whiskey Town, so maybe I it would am. be a, be a good be a good trip out there. Hey, uh, last time you were on as well, we were talking about your podcast. How is that going? Have you, and have you gotten any new equipment for your, your podcast? The podcast is going great. Uh, interviewing people in the entertainment industry to get stories and insights from behind the scenes, what it's like to, to work on some of these TV shows or record some of these records, the challenges that the, the either actor or the musicians go through. So I really enjoy it. It's very fun. Um, we had a studio designer on this week, a guy who builds recording studios for um, big companies around the, the around the globe, but primarily here in the United States. And as far as gear, I, I bought a, a preamp recently and a few microphones. But I, the preamp for me, for the purpose I needed for, I bought a prosumer model, uh, a Personas. Mm-hmm. So it's nice. It's a single channel preamp, rack mountable. 
and it has built-in EQ and compression and noise gate. So it does have a few of the bells and whistles for a prosumer model. I like it a lot and does the trick. Yeah, Focusrite, PreSonus, kind of in that. um, MixPre is another one, I think, that's in that space. When we think about, yeah, yeah, audio interface in some ways, right? You're plugging something into it and it's coming out and going, going somewhere else, right? Some of them have more bells and whistles than the other. There's... I use a Motu for what I use here. I use a Motu M2. Oh, IO box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's got uh, two XLRs in, or I could go line in. Super great for podcasting, especially for a single mic. Then I have another computer that I run in through it. Kind of the gaming rig uh, comes in through it. I can control the sound on those, what comes out through a single set of speakers. Um, what do you use for, I, I, I've, I've been toying around. This is the weird thing about replacing my desktop speakers. I have some Roland uh, MA8s that I've had for, oh, let's see, I probably have a bottom 2000. So they're like 22 years old. <laughs> the the volume, it's got the, the volume, volume knob. It, right? <laughs> yeah. So when you spin it, so I basically have it turned most of the way up and then I don't touch it. You can also, if you move it left to right, it'll it'll move the sound left to right in the speakers, right? So I get it kind of set. I've been kind of, because I'm cheap, I've been kind of waiting for them to completely go out. I've got my eyes on some, and I'll look them up here in just a second. Um, I think we talked about, I was on um, the thinkcomputers.org uh, podcast with, with Bob and Ryan. And I was talking about these for Christmas. Um, I'll look them up and show them here in a second. What are you using for speakers there in the studio? What do you like to use? Uh, that's a, a very good question. I use Atom monitors, Atom Audio. Okay. And, I mean, obviously, working in the music business, I wanted to get something that I was comfortable with and something that I liked. But something that would sound good in my room. And the room is acoustically treated and tuned to to meet my needs. But... You mentioned the one thing, the volume knob on your Rollins. Mm-hmm. I never adjust the volume. I have the, like you, similar, I have the Focusrite 2i2. Uh, and I do have other preamps that I use when recording, but I usually feed those into the line inputs of the Focusrite whenever I use them. Mm-hmm. So they're okay. more like a standalone unit. And then I do have the Rodecaster, which has the built-in pre's and stuff too for the podcasting world. Yeah. Yeah. But the focus rate, the two I twos get the two inputs, the two outputs. You can use the XLR or the quarter inch. That's what I like, and it does have a headphone amp and a volume knob. But what I've done, you can see my ancient relic here is a dB meter. It's from Radio Shack, so that's how ancient this is. But it it basically uh, measures volume, decibel levels. So decibels are very important in my world because you can only listen to it at a certain level for so many so for so much time in a day before your ears feel fatigue and you start hearing things incorrectly. So what I've done is I've set my monitors to that level to the proper level which is 80 dB in my case 80 to 90 and that gives you the ability to listen for 8 hours straight without ear fatigue. So that's what I've done, and I never adjust the the level because of that. And it seems to be a, a very good listening level for me. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it's good. I've never thought of measuring. I, I listen to almost everything through my earbuds. Yeah. And I've, I've never thought of – I don't – and I don't listen to things very loud. 
Uh, so, you know, my, my watch will, you know, I've got the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the Apple watch four. So it's, which seems so old now. It wasn't that long ago. I maybe had it four years, right? Four, three, four years, which remember when we used to keep watches for 10 or 15 years and, uh, you, you didn't even bat an eye at it. And now you're talking about replacing them after, uh, you know, after four, the edifier R1280Ts, which I don't think this is the exact model I wanted, but. This is kind of what I was, these $100 shelf speakers was kind of what I was looking um, at replacing it. $99, they've got, um, they've got both Bluetooth and uh, dual, uh, basically dual ins, which is kind of what I'm looking for to come from. I do that with the Motu today, so maybe I don't need that, just to be honest, because I push, I push a single channel out through the Motu, but just something different, these, you know, and, and it's just hard, I'm, finding it hard to replace speakers that are still working. You know, you're like, why, why they're still working. You Throw know, back up on the screen for a second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. I'm just curious to see the dimensions. Uh, let's take a or look if, here. I mean, this is audio. We can read the dimensions. Yeah. Um, well, let's see if I've got, we probably need to come down here to, some specs. There's the back panel. Two sets of RCA inputs simultaneously. Um, See, I think it's good when you have multiple sets of inputs because you can listen to different sources. So you can you don't have to unplug things to go to a different source. And for me, it's good. I also do that when I'm going to. I like to go to different sets of monitors, so I do it in reverse. So I use the the M or not M audios, sorry the Atom audios. I use those for my day to day mixing, but then I also want more of that small speaker, the almost like an AM radio style speaker to listen to as well. Mm-hmm. So I like to be able to split the signal to go to different sets of speakers. Yeah, but in your case well, too, having USB and or Bluetooth would be a great Bluetooth way. would be would be handle would be handy mm-hmm. at times to do it. Yeah. Uh, they're 5.7 inches by 7.7 inches by 9.2 inches. If that, if that what gives size a, is the woofer, the woofer is, uh, well, the, is that the base four yes. inch? Yeah. yeah. Four inch, 116 millimeters for our friends outside of the United States. Um, Randy, Randy, Randy Black in chat says, I love my PreSonus Eris 3.5 monitor studios. I've checked those out. Studio monitors, sorry. PreSonus um, is awesome. And for a prosumer brand, they, they are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They're always, they're, they're a little pricey, but. You think so? Well, I don't know. Yeah. I'm cheap. <laughs> I'm cheap. I have a PreSonus Fader Pack 16 in front of me, which is, um. Uh, 16 faders, so when I'm mixing music, I can bring up 16 individual items at one time. These days, it's not necessary to have faders where everything's done with inside the computer. Mm-hmm. But from my history of working in studios, I like having the ability to touch a fader and move things on the fly. Yeah, yeah. And I had a, at the time it was DigiDesign, but it's Avid now. I had an Avid system, which I really enjoyed. It was large and felt beefy and comfortable. But it's literally nothing but a remote control at this point, so there's mm-hmm. no need to to do that. Yeah. And yeah. The, the cost yeah. for for the Avid model is through the roof. So this one, it was pricey. It was a thousand dollars for the fader pack, but but it was definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah. the preamp is as cheap as like one ninety nine. Oh, that's not too bad. No, yeah. considering the the pro ones are you know three thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can with this kind of equipment, you can get lost in a hurry. It's it is surprising as we think in the podcasting world, though. All that all that equipment we used to have to have is now kind of condensed into the Rocaster Pro or yeah. some of those super super. You don't even need. I mean, three hundred bucks in your three four hundred bucks in your your. The Rocaster is one of the best things ever. Hmm. I yeah. mean, it's not that expensive, and it it has all the bells and whistles. I mean, it's it's really nice. Yeah, you can do a lot of stuff with it, and I I even you know I I think um, and I've said this before on the show, but several times actually that I, I think you don't have to be a podcaster to have really good sound equip, excuse me, equipment for your, uh, for your PC setup and for work calls. And, you know, I have three shows tomorrow. They're basically just three calls and uh, yeah, I'm going to do them here and I'm going to do them in this kind of setting. But, um, you know, I've got a pretty good pair of uh, audio technic. I think it's BPH, uh, S one, the headset that comes around and I'll use those for work. Like people use, you know, the, the, the regular headsets and, um, it's comfortable and I like them. So I don't think it's bad. Don't think it's bad to have. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit and, and bounce some things off. You've had these thoughts going through my head for the last couple of weeks as we get, we're getting closer to the fall and, I'm not going to get political. It's going to sound like it for a second. Um, and I'm not going to give financial advice, even though it's going to sound like it for a second. So don't, don't shut it off as we get going, <laughs> but student loan payments are coming due. I believe this will be the time they restart for some of us. We have kids maybe who have student loans. We have student loans of our own that have been on deferment since, I don't know. Was April of, of uh, a twenty? Yeah, twenty twenty, which seems like it was a long time ago. Uh, not that long ago, just to be honest. But but you know, th- I think three years. We've three years and some change. And um, and there's been a lot of money in the economy, right? Uh, I think I, I I'm not sure. Well, I mean, we again, this is the part where it's going to sound political. I don't. I'm I'm not going to take it there, but. There was just during the pandemic. There's just plenty of money available in a lot of different places, uh, wh- whether those were through stimulus or through refunds or some of those kinds of things. Um, I think we're getting to the end of that, and then I think the last, like the last thing to fall in all of this pandemic stuff is student loans. And I know I sat down with my kids and said, "Hey, <laughs> uh, it's time to pay the piper, right?" And so I'm kind of feeling like as we get into this Christmas, we may be this may be one of these moments where everybody kind of goes. There's kind of a collective like, yes, maybe, yeah, <laughs> maybe we should maybe we should slow down on the spending a little bit, right? Um, um, uh, so. Like it, it, it is, I think there's just going to be, it'll be interesting. So with, okay. With that being said, and that part of, of what I'm going to say, I just wanted to give a reason why I'm talking about this. I think there's going to be some, I mean, the, the, the economy has grown in a way too. Things have gotten really, really expensive. And I think there may be some overbuilding that has gone on or some overproduction or some things going on where people have made things or whatever. And, um, they can't sell them. People, you know, there's all of a sudden going to be a glut of items in the economy. 
And I think for the savvy consumer who has been, you know, is holding some cash and looking for some deals, I think we're coming up maybe on a cycle where the dealers, the deals, um, we may not, even on Black Friday type stuff, we we may see some great deals. One of the sites, and I'm going to ask you, uh, Jay, what you, what you use or what you've heard of, but one of the sites I've been using a lot of lately is Brad's Deals, just like it sounds, B-R-A-D-D-E-A-L-S, bradsdeals.com. Subscribe to their newsletter, and, and I get this really well done. You know, sometimes those things are a little spammy. They're a little like it's there's some trickery that goes on with them. Like they're like, oh, this, you know, it's on sale today. Well, it's just because you jacked up the price yesterday right. and then put it on sale. Right? And um, through Brad's deals at bradsdeals.com. I don't have an affiliate link. I don't really want one. I'm just giving you one of those sites if you're interested in tracking it down. They have a really helpful newsletter. But lately, I've bought a couple pairs of, of tennis shoes, of shoes that I really, really like, some Columbia shoes, yeah. um, uh, some uh, some uh, Under Armour stuff. Um, they've got, they're tracking deals for Woot and some of those kinds of things as well. And I don't know what kind of wizardry they're using over there, but man, they are finding these deals. Um, and it's just been super helpful. So you, they send you a newsletter, you click through their link. I'm sure there's some affiliate stuff going on. So we're off of this as well, but then they tell you how to get the exact deal. And I've gotten these, like, like I said, I got these $120 Columbia shoes for 40 bucks. I guess I need to be a little concerned that these aren't coming directly from China, but I bought them off the, they take you to the Columbia website or whatever. Right. Um, and it's been, man, that has been, that Brad's deals has been a good, and, you know, I, I've, they've got some cigar deals on there. There's been some, you know, there's just been a good, a lot of the things that I buy. And I typically would not buy off a newsletter, but bradsdeals.com has done it for me of, of, of late. Do you have, Jay, anything you're watching when you're thinking about those kinds of deals, anything where, where you're finding them? I've got a couple more, but what do you use? Well, first, let me say, I didn't realize this was going to be a political show, so I'm going to have to go now. <laughs> well, you want to go pack, I see. Okay, <laughs> okay well, no, no, thanks. Right. <laughs> no, no, I'll stay. <laughs> oh, nobody knows my family. Oh. Yeah, um, there's so much of that going on right now, it's crazy. Uh, for for example, it's it's anything. So you're talking about shoes, and and we did just the same thing recently. I, I went for a pair of Under Armour shoes that were discounted heavily, and they didn't fit right, so I sent them back. But I followed it right up with a pair of Pumas. Now, I haven't worn Pumas in I don't know how long, but they were amazing. They fit great. They felt good. And I got them on a, a decent deal. But if you can remember back during COVID, as long as we're talking about it, Things were hard to find. You couldn't, I mean, everybody was buying everything from the microphones and cameras for their computers because they had to do everything via Zoom. Um, but we we had bought a house, so we couldn't, we couldn't put furniture in the house. We wanted mm-hmm. to buy living room sets, and there was just none of it. And everybody from the, the furniture companies overstocked. I mean, they ordered and they ordered and they ordered, and then finally the stuff arrived. Now they can't sell it. So we're finding deals like that. My wife is the the queen of finding a deal. But we just got all sorts of furniture for the house, very very inexpensive and it's quality furniture. And uh, there's a lot of 
places like you're discussing the the websites, but a lot of those websites are located here in the greater Cincinnati area because it's an airport hub for that. And all mm. the warehouses are here. So we can go and find all of the furniture that the the stores can't stock. And we're able to get some pretty good deals that way. And I mean, I just replaced, you can see behind me real quick. I know it's an audio show, but there's uh, two movie, movie theater style seats back there that have the recliners and the mm-hmm. cup holders mm-hmm. and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And I got that for a super deal. It was $1,300 in the store and I got it for like 450 or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, we're just keeping our eyes open. One of the things I wonder is, you know, when the outlet mall, remember when outlet malls yep. were everything and we found out later, you know, initially those were like returned items or seconds or some of those kinds of things. And then, it got so popular, some of those companies started having the pr- items produced just for the outlet stores, which yep. were like, hey, I know this looks like the item that's in this, the regular store for $100, but we'll sell it out of our outlet store for 50 Not the same item is what we found out, right, in that later on, they kind of got, they got busted for this. I kind of wonder, and I don't know. But I kind of wonder if we're seeing, even on some of the websites, you know, go to adidas.com or go to Columbia is another one I, I like to use, right? I like to shop on. Where are even Amazon? Where are we getting factory, you know, uh, do we have name brand stuff that's made just for Amazon? That is being, has the outlet just been replaced with online? And now we're getting inferior product. Doesn't maybe not as good as the name brand stuff we would get in the store or whatever. I know. Any thoughts on that? Do you, do you ever worry about that when you pick something up from Amazon that maybe it's a, it's a, I don't want to call it a factory second because it's really not that. It's a, it's an inferior product. I don't typically worry about it. But what I've noticed is if you buy, if you go on Amazon's website, they have a lot of things, especially in the clothing area, that are generic Amazon-branded clothing. And Amazon is obviously not making yeah. their own clothing, so they're getting yeah, it right. from somewhere. Right, And if, right. if you're savvy enough to, to recognize things, and I can only recognize certain things, so I'm not claiming to be savvy, but I'm saying that you can, you can tell where they're getting their clothing from. And mm. It's the same same stuff, whether it be, um, champion sweatshirts or whether it be, um, Nike, Nike when it comes to sneakers. So yes, my wife, my wife's listening that sneakers, not tennis shoes. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah, I've, I've noticed that a lot, even I'll get personal with you, even with underwear, you know, the fruit of fruit of the loom is being sold as Amazon. So I get Amazon underwear. Yeah. It's just a little weird, <laughs> you know, weird that I'm talking about it. Yeah. That it's that, no, no, it's not weird. <laughs> that, just that you would get underwear from that would be Amazon, um, a branded. Let me show not, I'm not really, I'm not calling you. Well, maybe a little bit. The, uh, <laughs> Jay, the, the, let me show you an example. So I'm at, oh, I'm at Brad's you, deals. That's not the underwear I'm talking about. Buddy. <laughs> um, so only I mean, on the weekend. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, uh, I'm at, I'm at bradsdeals.com and, uh, here's, I, I don't, 
listen, I'm I'm I I I'm not the uh, I'm not just thinking about shoes, but this is a good good example here. So it says uh, save up to fifty percent off of Adidas shoes, right? And so you say it says, hey, save fifty percent off uh, on apparel at uh, premium outlets. See the. Shop at premium outlets. See, this kind of gets me. That's that's gets me going here. It says, use this <laughs> promo code Adidas uh, uh, S fifty to get an extra fifty percent off during checkout. Better yet, shipping is free on all orders. Check these out in the men's. You know that dropped from one hundred and twenty to sixty, then to thirty with the code. We couldn't find this price anywhere else but hundred. So you click on the you know. So it's um this is, but now this is. It looks like it's an Adidas store right but i am definitely shopping at a premium outlet right right so i mean i can come down here these stan smiths are 90 i can i love stan smiths i can get them for uh the 90 you know then 50 percent off that as well so get them down to 45 do you think they're authentic ditas gear uh i would hope so (laughs) yeah yeah i I would say yes I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's hard to tell. I mean, people are capable of anything these days. Yeah, but I, I yeah. would think that they were. I would think that you're looking at probably last year's models, you know. Or, yep, very possible. So you're looking yeah. at it probably a year or two behind the cycle, and that's why they're able to do that. Yeah. Well, I'd feel better if I was buying it at Adidas.com, just to be honest. But and instead of an outlet for it, uh, oftentimes. You, if, if you get it. Ahead. And it's comfortable, and you wear them. Does it matter? True. No, it's true. And it's if it true. has a return yeah. policy, which we, I don't know if yeah. they do or not. But if they do have a return policy, and you don't like them, then you can send them back. Well, I bought some Merrells from Zappos that way. Came in through Brad Steele's. Great deal. Merrells are typically one hundred and forty, hundred fifty, hundred sixty dollars. I got these for fifty, I think, and they came from Zappos. And you kind of think, okay, well, I think those are probably authentic. By the way, this is not where I intended to go with this, but when I saw the <laughs> outlet thing in there, I was like, you know, have I been mm. have I been careful with it? I mean, it fits in with what we're talking about as we just think about some of these tech deals. Of you know, I think if the economy does struggle around Christmas time, and you know, Christmas will, could be the very first warning that we have of this recession that we've been talking about for a long time. It's if you go out to do anything there's, I mean, there's, there's no way we're in the middle of, or we're even hinting of a recession at this point. I mean, everybody's just spending money like crazy, but that may, that all may came to a grinding halt when we take out student loan payments. Um, we'll, we'll just have to see, we'll have to see how it goes. But that being said, um, I, I, there's just, I think there could be some good, good opportunities, especially, in the tech space, because as companies start to tighten up, they may not be buying as much. There just may be some great opportunities for those who have cash, so to speak. So I guess, I guess what I'm saying is maybe don't blow all your money on black Friday. <laughs> it may be not right. Maybe not, but, but um, I don't know. Any of your thoughts? Yeah. What do you think the reason is that people aren't slowing down their spending when everybody keeps talking about a recession? I, I, well, one, they don't believe it. They, it's, it, it almost feels like it's the musical chairs and we, nobody, you know, nobody wants to be the one held with the, right. to be the last one right on the thing. I don't know. 
I don't know. Do you well, think I, it had anything to do with COVID when when it hit the fan and people should have been or were hurting and they, there was so much relief that yeah, was given yeah, yeah. that people aren't afraid of hitting the wall again? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a good, it's a super good question. It, we just know from the economic numbers, people are just spending more. I mean, it's driven the inflation. Even last year at Christmas, same thing. Yeah. Everyone yeah. thought it was the spending was going to stop and it actually doubled. No. Yeah. Everybody's like, well, let's just keep going. I have it. Let's just keep, just keep pushing. Let's just keep going with it. I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I talked to, I mean, uh, I talked to my wife about finances almost every day. She probably hates it. But I'm one of those people I'm I'm cautious because a lot of my work is contracted. So there's always the chance, especially during recessions, that the contract work slows down. Right. And if my contract work slows down, that means there could be a lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. So I always tell my wife to live on the bare minimum that we make, not the maximum that we make. Right. So if we can live off the minimum, I think we're in good shape. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean – we don't do that. One of those, Jay, one of those living off the minimum strategies, I think, is in tech, uh, us, us, you know, the, the people who listen to the show who are very tech savvy, very tech friendly. Um, one of the things that's picked up as of late is everything is a subscription now, right? Yeah. And so one, <laughs> one of those things living on the minimum, I think, is, and there's some tech services to help you with this. I forget the names of them, but. There's a there's some of them that will look through and, and maybe even uh, I use Chase as my credit card. I bet that, that Chase has something where it's like, hey, find all my subscriptions for me and tell me what they are. I'll have to look at that for sure. But that's maybe one of those things, right? You think of like, hey, you know, when times are good, it's easy to take a ten dollar, you know, well, fifteen dollar, right, whatever subscription. But as times maybe are a little leaner. You got to really make some decisions about those, right? I thought I had one of those apps on yeah. my phone. Uh, Tony got it. It's Rocket Money. Yeah, that's it, uh, that's what I have. Yeah, Thank it's Rocket Money. Me. Helps you find those subscriptions. Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking the other day about that. I'm like, well, you know, maybe it's time to lean up. And I run pretty lean as it is, but maybe it's time to lean. What If you were to think like one subscription that you have that if you had to get rid of it, would be the least amount of pain. What what do you think that is, Jim? The least amount of pain? Least amount of pain. Okay, that's that's much easier than the other way. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I have some that would be very painful. Yeah. I mean, literally right before the show started, I was talking to my wife. She was all upset because Disney's talking about raising the, the yeah. um, their they all are. fee again. They all are. And it's ridiculous. Netflix has recently raised their price and... Now that the Hulu is also included, and that's raised, and HBO Max is raised, and it started, you you cut the cord because you didn't want to pay a cable bill, and now you have all these services. We used to just watch movies off the internet. Now you, then you're like, okay, well I could pay for Netflix. It's only seven ninety nine. Well now that's like fourteen ninety nine, and all the prices are slowly going up and going up and going up. And now they're also offering, they also have ads when they were ad-free. The whole point of getting them in the first place was that they were ad-free. So having all of these services is costing more than a cable bill would have cost in the first place. So I think we're going down that path. 
So to answer your question, which ones would I feel the least amount of pain to get rid of? I could get rid of Disney. I can get rid of Hulu. Those I wouldn't even think twice about. My wife watches those. Now we do have Netflix. Out of those style of services, I think Netflix would be the one I would miss the most out of all those. But honestly, I'd probably get rid of Netflix and I would add YouTube at this point because I watch nothing but YouTube these days. And I would love to get rid of the, the commercials. And we have Plex. I see the, the comment there that says nothing is free. We have Plex, which we don't pay for, and we get a, a ton of free movies and all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some free channels that come too, I think, with you with a um What's the name of this this the the thing that Amazon owns? The Fire. There we go. Fire the Fire. The Fire Sticks. I think they got some freebie channels. Yeah, I. Um, it's a good. I mean, I've got some tech related subscriptions. You know, I use Otter for to do transcriptions. Um, we yeah. use HelloFresh. Those, you know, those would be the tough ones to get rid of. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you kind of think like. Do I still, you know, do I still need these? One is, you know, identifying them. Sometimes you forget you had them. And, um, and, and then two is, yeah, it's like, and then sometimes they're hard to get backed out of. You know, you're like, uh, oh, I got a call. I got to talk to somebody. I have to mail in, you know, signed documents or something, Send whatever. My children's blood. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. A um, couple comments coming in from the chat. Uh, let's see, where do I start? Uh, right here. So Tony says YouTube premium would be the last thing to go from, from, yeah. And you know, I shouldn't admit this, but I use brave, which blocks all those ads. Just saying, (laughs) uh, Joe says we use Plex as, uh, as well, but the free content is ad supported. That is true. And you know, yeah. I'm okay with that. I don't mind watching ads. Okay. Uh, Randy says Roku has a lot of free content on their devices too. So Roku, I mentioned um, Fire Sticks. That that uh, Brian says uh, nice thing about streaming services is that you can drop them too. That that is true. Like the 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 one thing the streaming services never went to was contracts. Yeah, that never happened. Not like cable, right? Cable used to be well, we'll give you the sweet price, which was artificial, by the way, artificial price, but. They, they would say our regular price is this. Right. We'll give you the sweet deal, but you got to sign a two-year contract. Right? Internet service providers. Uh, the, the media folks just never did that, and so you can, you can drop those. Um, we have um, Samsung TVs. It has a limited amount of live TV yeah. that you can watch. Yeah. Um, Jim Shoemaker says, I watch YouTube all the time. No commercial yeah. because I think I use uBlock Origin with Edge. Yep. There's a couple, couple blockers out there. And listen, there's some, you know, content creators. This is kind of where I land. So content creators get paid based on YouTube ad revenue. I use Brave to block it. So for those content creators <laughs> that I watch all the time, I try to join their Patreon, yeah. right? I, or I try to find another way to support them. The, the the YouTube experience with ads is, oh, I don't know how people do it. It's horrific. It is just the worst experience ever. And, that, so and I, just, I watch it yeah. all the time with the ads. So that is one that I've been meaning yeah. to subscribe to and yeah. I just haven't. Yeah. And to be honest, 15 bucks a month to go YouTube premium isn't that bad. For 
especially for as much YouTube as I watch, but I'd rather get the money to the subscribers that, that I, that I support when I can. Joe says uh, he could lose Paramount pretty easily. Uh, Jim says, I always pay for subscriptions with, with a privacy card. That way you can just cancel. Uh, you can cancel just that card when you want to stop paying. And I'm assuming that privacy card is a service of your credit card or you get a separate credit card number that's uh, attached to your primary account and you can do it that way. Have you, have you ever done that? I have not done yeah. that, but that's a great idea. I was just thinking about it the other day, not for this purpose, but for something very similar. I wanted to give a card to my daughter. I have a 13-year-old daughter who is out spending money now and shopping and doing all these things and signing up for stuff. And I thought about giving her a prepaid card just so that we can cancel it at any time and not be mm. hurt by anything. But So that would be another great reason for yeah. these services. Yeah. And um, Hulu is bumping their rates up to fourteen ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah, they're all. I think they're all going up to about the same price, yeah. which is too much. Uh, Jim says you can only use those privacy numbers online. No physical, no actual physical cards on those. Um, yeah. Well, I think I think you know if we do get in a situation thinking about next year, maybe or even later this year, I think subscriptions are one of those areas to have a peek at. Like as things tighten up. That at the beginning of the pandemic, I went through my credit card statement for a couple months in a row. I was like, okay, because I was really concerned. So I just started like, what can we, what can we hack out right now, um, uh, and get that you know get that um, taken care of, so I'm not continuing to make those payments. However, Jay, I would say during this time, on the flip side of this, is you may see some really good deals on subscriptions you do use. So don't. Don't hesitate to look. One of the cool services I've been using, and I think everybody's aware of this, but Slick Deals, right? Both Honey and H-O-N-E-Y, just like it sounds, Honey and Slick Deals have plugins for your browser. And as you're shopping, it will go out and find coupon codes or discount codes that work oftentimes for those sites. And just yesterday, um, a Cronus contacted me and they were like, hey, here's a 50% off coupon for, you know, to go, um, you know, for an annual subscription. Well, I was like, well, I actually, I need, I need it for three computers. And I need to do some other things with it. So I went onto their site, got what I needed, and then just ran slick deals across it. And I got, oh, at least half of maybe even a little bit more off the subscription, locked that in for another year. Um, I could have probably locked it in for three years. I, I'm not, I'm not, too, I'm not a huge fan of paying that far in advance unless the deal is really good. And listen, I know a lot of our listeners are lifetime. They like to buy those lifetime licenses as well. I get that. Acronis is not offering lifetime. Um, but but JD, if I, I also think this could be a good time to start thinking about if things do start to turn, you may begin to see some subscription services where they try to lock you in a little bit a little bit farther out and there may be some good deals. I don't know. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. I don't mind those when you can pay for them in advance. So if you get locked into say two years and it, the price is good enough that it's low enough that you don't mind paying it in advance. That way I don't have to worry about including it into a monthly budget and so forth. And I can just keep an eye on it. And if in a couple of years, I don't want the service or don't like it, I can go in and cancel it. So I, I, I like that. 
But the things you're you're referencing and stuff like my my wife is the one who watches all these Apple TV and Disney Plus and Hulu and Netflix and so on and so on and so on. And I'm the other way around. I, my my subscriptions are StreamYard and Pro Tools and all of these those type of services. So to me, those are the ones I keep an eye out on for deals because those are the ones I can't live without. I can't live without the creator stuff. Or, you know, it, it would be miserable to live without the creator stuff, yeah. I should say. Yeah, yeah. Where the TV to me is just entertainment. Right, right. Yeah, well, and yet sometimes it's not worth battling over. You know, you're kind of like, hey, if that's your, if that's your thing, uh, let's, let's just kind of make it work. One of the other strategies, and this may also work when we think of the media stuff we've been talking about, Disney, some of those other kinds of things, is go ahead and cancel them. And let them come back to you with a deal. All right. You just did that with AAA. Yeah. What did they, did they then send you an email? Hey, come back and we'll give you email 40% off. Call, all yeah. Sorts of stuff. yeah. 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 It, the, 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 the other tactic, and I taught my daughter how to do this and, and, uh, she was, she was, she's got some YouTubers that she supports. And she's like, one of them sells coffee and the, the the proceeds go to a good cause, whatever. And she really wanted me to try this coffee. So she logged in, uh, put, uh, put a pound of coffee in the cart, maybe, yeah, $16, which is super expensive for a pound of coffee, but good cause, right? Yes. And then I said, well, what's shipping going to be? She's like, eight. I'm like, I'm like, Sammy has $24 for a pound of coffee. I mean, that's got to be pretty good coffee. I said, tell you what, just wait, leave it in the cart. Let's see what they do tomorrow. Sure enough, in the morning, she had an email. Hey, let's close the card out. We'll give you free shipping. Or I, I don't know if she got free shipping, but she got reduced shipping or they took 15% off, which equaled the shipping, something like that, something along those lines. She was content with it. I've done that several times with some of the cigar sites that I go to. Just put it in the cart. I don't need it that night. Just wait overnight uh, and wait for the discount code or wait because they want you to clear the cart, right? They want you to, they're like, shoot, you were going to buy it. We need to do some things, you know, offer free shipping or offer a discount on the thing. So that's worked for me too. You ever tried that? Have you gotten, have you gotten those, those deal emails after Mm -hmm. if you just leave it in the cart? I have, but not, not as a strategy. I, I do that all the time. I, I go look for stuff and I put it in the cart and then I'm thinking to myself, huh? I don't know if I want to spend that. Like these hats, for example, I, mm-hmm. I buy a lot of these hats. I have hundreds of different colors and all that, but they're they're fifty dollars a piece, and so. But they'll always offer you a deal and buy three and get this much off and do that. But I noticed, like you said, I'll I'll pick the ones I like and leave them in the cart, and then in a day or two, I I get an email saying, "Hey, just to let you know, we're." discounting the, these products by this much if you want to go ahead and yep. finalize your purchase. <laughs> yeah, if you want to if you want it's huh. it's it's a great negotiation tactic. If you're one of those people and I'm not a big fan, I I face-to-face negotiation is not great for me. I don't enjoy it, but I love negotiating over the web. So kind of wait and see. Oh, yeah, so I like to kind of wait and see like hey, I'll put it in there. Uh Tony says he has a Pixel Fold in the cart and Google keeps sending them a 15% off coupon, right? Um, Wait a few more days. It'll be 25. Yeah. You never know. It may not. I, I, you know, I was, 
I shop, I buy some, um, uh, we buy our plants, our flowers and stuff from a company called Michigan Bulbs. And it's just, they're an e-commerce, big e-commerce, giant e-commerce plant site. They're really good at it. And, but they've gotten that way too, where I go out and put you a bunch, put a bunch of stuff in the cart just to see what kind of the email is going to be the next day. You know, it's, it's a really common, I mean, most e-commerce platforms now encourage companies to get the cart closed. You've got an active customer out there. Get it closed. Don't right. lose the sale. Do some things close to close the deal. Yeah. Close the deal. Get that thing done. Jim Shoemaker um, says, he says, leave it in the cart. I've never tried that. Does it get better the longer you leave it in? Sometimes <laughs> not everybody's the same. Sometimes they offer you one deal and then it's gone. Sometimes it's a limited time offer. Sometimes they clear the cart for you. Uh, um, you know, I'll tell you, you this yeah. hack company, the deals get better as time goes on for sure. Yeah. 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 You know, a lot, a lot of times it's the shipping that they can, they're willing to take a loss on the shipping because they don't pay as much as they charge for the shipping. Right. So in a lot of cases, Amazon has kind of spoiled us in a lot of ways where we think everything should be right. I, I, Listen, I could buy something and pay a dollar ninety nine for shipping, and I wouldn't do it because I just can't. Like, I, I have such a hard time paying for shipping because I'm so spoiled. Even on Amazon, if it doesn't, because there are some items that don't have Prime shipping associated with them, and if I see a ship shipping charge, I'm like, yeah, I'm not buying it, and I'll go without. <laughs> then it's not like I can buy it locally. You know, so no, I'm the exact opposite. I'll buy it and I'll pay extra to get it tomorrow. For yeah. no oh. reason. I don't oh. need it tomorrow, but oh. I will pay extra to have it tomorrow. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, remind me to send you my newsletter when I start selling things. So I'm telling you, I, <laughs> I, I buy very few things, but when I buy something, I want it, even though I don't need it. Like, for example, like the Roadcaster. When I bought the Roadcaster, I want it now. Yeah. And I just, the preempt that I just bought, I want it now. Yeah. I'll, I'd rather go down and drive down the store and pick it up today if I had to. Well, and that's another kind of cool thing that's happened with with both Walmart and Target here in the United States. Catching up to Amazon is, and you could do this with Best Buy if you have one of those local. If you've got a brick and mortar nearby, oftentimes you can just, if you need it that day, buy it right at that moment. Take advantage of the online pricing. And then, and I, I have found in Walmart, the online pricing is better than the in-store sometimes. Yeah. You um, know? Walmart has a big thing. I mean, obviously, they're the direct competitor to Amazon. Right. And Walmart chose the model of doing the brick and mortar where Amazon chose the model of going online. But they're kind of meeting them themselves in the middle. You'll start to see more and more Amazon stores pop up, and you're starting to see more and more Walmart go online. But my wife uses the Walmart stuff all the time. Even for groceries. She'll buy the groceries online and then she'll drive to their pickup location to pick it up. Yeah. Yep. Well, and it's super convenient. I mean, <clears throat> it's super convenient to do it that way. And oftentimes the the deals in the apps, because they, they, they really want you, <clears throat> they want your shopping experience to go through the app because <clears throat> they can track it better. They don't have, that means some, you're not taking a spot up in the store while you're, Beep, beep, beep. You know, they got somebody there they're, they're, that's finding it for you. So they'd much rather have you buy it in the app 
than than come into the store. Um, Uncle Marv, I love this. He says, I wanted a Roadcaster Duo so bad that I ordered it from two different places to see which one would get it to me first and paid extra for the fast shipping. Man, I guess I'm, I, should, I need Marv, to sell some things. You are, my, you are my kind of friend. <laughs> I need to sell you guys stuff. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, I've never done that. I've never ordered something from two different places to see which one would get it to me quicker. But yeah. it sounds like something I would do. And you can return nuts. it. I mean, think about, say you put Walmart and Amazon up against each other. And you, you're like, okay, I need this right now. And I'm going to buy it on Amazon. It's free shipping. Let's just say it's Prime is included. It's yeah, free shipping. It's typically free shipping. Then, so you get it. It's on its way. Pop over to the Walmart app get it, see what they have, check the pricing, see if it's available in the store, in your local store, pick it up. Sometimes you can cancel that Amazon order before it actually gets fulfilled. So that's done. Or if it comes to you, just take it to the UPS store or to Kohl's or whatever in your area takes Amazon boxes. I mean, they don't, there's hardly, take it to them unopened, just slide it on. It needs to go back, right? I, I didn't realize you could do that. My wife told me. She goes, just take it back to Kohl's. I'm like, mm-hmm. what do you mean take it back mm-hmm. to Kohl's? Mm-hmm. She's like, Kohl's takes back Amazon ship, shipments. And I'm like, okay, I didn't know that. So I said, well, I got to get the box. She goes, you don't need anything. Just take it back and hand it to them. So I did, and they took it. I was like, that's yeah. it. And they're like, yep, have a good day. Yeah. Yeah. No, they don't. Yeah, that's It fantastic. literally, they rare. I mean, we have a UPS store that does the same thing. You just take it in, show them your app. They doot and they take the item and it is, it's gone. It's off your, it doesn't even need to be in the box. Right. Right. Tony's this is another one. Tony says best buy price match for the win. This would be another thing. You could buy it on Amazon print, print or go into the store and say, I just bought this at Amazon for this price. Will you match it and I'll buy it today? Well, I mean the, the odds then of them, you know, you would think because they do some price matching on them on some stuff. It's got to be, they've got rules around it. But um, yeah, I never thought of doing that and then just saying, can, well, you, I mean, it's coming to me right now. If you match this, I'll buy it and return the Amazon price or the Amazon box. Do you ever right? see those that say, we'll match the price and if we can't, we'll give it to you free? <laughs> it's like, tell me the moment you're, you're not going to be able to match this price yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah. Brian thinks uh, Staples uh, has started doing Amazon returns, too. They Uh, just took my Staples away from me. There was one right down the street from me, and it closed down. Yeah, we've we've had them closed down here in Omaha, too. Um, Yeah, and then Tony says, just show them the current price. You could do that on the app, too. Just go in there, and if you want to do it that way. I just think sometimes, like, okay, I'm going to get this thing rolling in case I can't find it anywhere so that I'm not wasting any time. Because in some cases, the time in, to your point, if you want it faster, the time of the day you buy it on Amazon matters, right? And so it may be another day delayed if you wait too long. So get that thing shipping. We are so close to the Amazon facility. There's sometimes I get it the same day. Yeah. 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 Yep. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I say close to it, I mean, their hub is at the airport here. The Cincinnati airport is in upper Kentucky. It's not in Ohio, but the Cincinnati airport's eight miles away from my house. So Hmm. that's where their hub is. Yeah. Yeah, If I order something, there's a very good chance if I ordered early enough, I'll have it by the end of the day. Yeah. It's crazy. I think, 
a lot of locations, if you're you're in any major metropolitan, you're getting it pretty fast. We get them next day easily here at Omaha. Um, I haven't done, I haven't seen anything same day except Walmart. We have a Walmart just down the street. And a couple of times in the morning, I've been ordering something and they're like, you know, we could have it to you in the afternoon. And you're like, oh. And that's a great point too. My wife will order groceries at Walmart and they'll send her a message saying, look, your order is ready, but we were unable to fulfill this Mm -hmm. one item. And then later, later in that same afternoon, that one item shows up separately. So it's like, okay, yeah. whatever your process yeah, yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our grocery stores says, and I think Walmart does too, says we don't have this. Is this an acceptable substitution? Yeah. And then you can, you can accept it. Right. Um, all the stores here have, I mean, they've done major renovations to support the online shopping where before it seemed like an afterthought today, it almost seems like it's necessity. Oh, not almost. It is part of the shopping experience. I don't know. Sarah pretty much does all online shopping now for, for grocery shopping. And then she's, they give her a time slot and she goes, picks it up, you know, or we go pick it up or whatever. We do the Um, same thing with the exception of Costco. My wife buys a lot of stuff at Costco, including the gas. The gas is always much cheaper. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, Uncle Marv says I get Amazon same day all the time since I switched to the business account. Yeah. Yeah. Uncle Mar for the win tonight with the, <laughs> for the sure. Well, he sounds like uh it sounds like uh you and him would get along well. I want it now, Daddy. Um okay. Uncle Marv, <laughs> contact me after this. <laughs> okay, what what's her name on 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 uh, Willy Wonka? Who oh Cheryl, yeah. what was the name of who always wanted it oh, now? The purple girl. Yeah. I forget. Yeah. Name. Somebody will put it somebody will put it in chat. Randy my, says my daughter's playing her in a in a dance recital that's right i want it now daddy randy black says i get most amazon orders in west virginia next day out of that hub near cincinnati uh veruca it's veruca salt thank you randy (laughs) oh my my poor daughter doing that in the dance recital she showed me the dance and it's just funny veruca didn't they call her violet though was it because oh oh yeah it was (laughs) your violet violet yeah, she was chewing the gum. She was the gum chewer. Okay. And she she got the, the like, purple gum that turned her purple. The gum or the gobstoppers? No, I think it was gum. Violet, you're turning violet. Violet, yeah. Yeah. Violet, you're turning violet. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and that's the the original Willy Wonka. Well, I think uh <laughs> just to just to bring this back full circle, I think there's some opportunities as we think about you know, we're coming to the end of the summer. School is starting. Student loan payments are starting. I would keep an eye. Uh, I keep a close eye on what's going on with the economy, how people are feeling. I think Christmas time will be a good indication of how people are feeling about spending or not. I'm not sure we have any discipline to actually stop spending. People may just go deep in debt. So it could take another year for that to actually kick in. Who knows? But I think with that comes some great opportunities just to do some smart shopping. And I think one is check the deal sites, see what's going on. Register Slick Deals is another one of those, slickdeals.net, that you can actually register for alerts. So look for specific items. Honey has that ability. If you, if you put the plug in in the browser and you're shopping somewhere, it says, do you want me to track this item for you? 
And when, when it, on, I see the price drop by, and you set the percentage, I'll send you an email, which is super cool. The other, um, we won't spend a lot of time talking about this, but, but the other thing that I have found too lately in solo is the solo stoves is particularly bad about this. I gave them my phone number and they literally send me a text deal every day. Yep. I made that mistake with one company. Yeah. Every, and I get it every day. day. I know I could type stop, yeah, but I have yet to do it. No, because I'm like, well, maybe there will be a time when I want to buy one of these things. FOMO. <laughs> I don't want to miss hear, a good you deal. Funny, yeah. I, my yeah, my yeah. 13 year old. We went to a convention and she signed up and won a won a guitar. I told you that story. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she she signed an entry and won a guitar. And they asked her if she wanted to be put on this mailing list, and she said yes. So she gets these mm-hmm. text messages every single day. And I told her, all you have to do is type stop. So she typed stop and sent it. And they said, understood. Thank you for, you know, thank you for our, your consideration, whatever they said. And then she felt bad. She's like, oh, my God, they typed back to me right away. She goes, that's so sad. And she got all upset thinking she was offending somebody. And she wanted to type back and say, never mind, never mind. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. And like, it's automated. No, Don't it's, worry yeah, about it. it's just, it's a, it's a robot. It doesn't but, care. Going back to your, your last point, have you gone into a store, like I know we talked about Best Buy and stuff, but have you been into like a guitar center or any mm, of the electronic no, not style recently. stores? No, uh, They're carrying less and less items in the store. Yeah. And they want you to buy the stuff online now. So even when I, like the preamp I just bought, I went down to a guitar center to buy it. They don't have it in stock. They say they sell it, but it's not in the store. Same thing with my audio monitors. All of the stuff they say they carry, it's online only for the most part. Mm-hmm. So you just get the generic, you know, simple stuff that yeah. they know they can sell out of the store. What, what are they keeping brick and mortar open for then? Just for know. those who want to come in and look or? Well, I'm sure like a place like Guitar Center probably off, also offers lessons. Lessons and, and stuff, the, yeah. The other stuff yeah. that goes along with it. That makes sense. And they yeah. have the, the band-related stuff like for school bands, trumpets yeah. and wreaths and stuff. Yeah. Supplies, some of those kinds of things. Yeah. Well, um, some interesting ways uh, to hopefully you've, you, meaning the listener, have found some something to latch on to, just the, something new maybe you thought of, like, oh, yeah, maybe I could give that a try. And, um, and some great ways, regardless of what happens here in the future, maybe some great opportunities to get some of those things that you need or that you don't need. Quickly, in your case, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying I learned a couple things tonight. Uncle Marv, thank you. And, yes. And um, also some of these sites that you were mentioning that have the plugins for your browsers. I, yeah. I never thought of that before. Yeah. In fact, Slick Deals and Honey will compete against each other in your browser. So you go to buy something and both will pop up and say, we have coupon codes. Use ours. Use our coupon codes. Now, I know they're making, I mean, I know that when they're doing this, they're getting a cut of it, right? So that's their business model, but I don't care. It's nope. if it's saving me, you know, half price or whatever, uh, that works for me. There's also um, Honey now is owned by PayPal. They just got purchased oh. by PayPal, and they are they also have like rebates, uh, a cash rebates that go right to your PayPal account. So some sites that may not have a coupon code, Honey will say, "Hey, if you just agree, there's a one to six percent rebate." And that rebate comes back in through PayPal rewards. 
And so the next time you go in, you can pay with PayPal and uh, and use those rewards. So it's another way of way of doing. It. There's a God, there's ten thousand different ways to get that stuff going. Um, you know, and get 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 rewards. I think Edge has its own shopping thing in it as well. If you're if you're using Edge, they're trying to help you. Hey, we can find this for you. You know, type deal. So. I've used PayPal forever, and they were actually one of my clients for the longest time when I was out in Silicon Valley. But and that's the first side note tangent. Sorry, first company I ever walked mm. into that had a, a open bar. Oh yeah, to, yeah where yeah. you can drink during the workday. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy to me. Yeah, um, but yeah, I've used PayPal forever, and I don't monetize my show typically via um, PayPal or any of the others. Do you utilize any of those services, uh, like, like Patreon or any of those? Um, well, I, I have, I, we have Patreon through the, I mean, I have a show Patreon account and I give money via Patreon, um, PayPal for sure. Uh, Venmo, the, the, we actually use Venmo for just the fa- for the kids. If we want to, you know, we'll be out and the kids will be like, Hey, I want to go, we'll pay for them. And then they'll Venmo us. So we, we do some of those. Yeah. Yeah, my wife uses Venmo because a lot of the stores around here accept it. So mm-hmm. she pays for a lot of things via Venmo. But I've had PayPal forever for the business side of the world, but I've never until recently started using it personally. Yeah. And but I've never used any of the the Patreon accounts or any of that stuff just because I don't monetize in that way. Right. But I don't know. I don't know if those things are still working these days if people oh, yeah. are still Yeah. Yeah, Patreon's Patreon's strong. It's a they're they're doing a lot of cool things for for content creators and buy me a coffee and yeah. some of those other some of those other ways of doing it. Um, uh, I think Venmo is starting to get regulated. I think for the longest time, a lot of money was moving around there tax free, <laughs> and I think the government said, eh, "Hold on a second, you're going to need to start collecting taxes on some of those <laughs> things." Remember when like Amazon? I think it. For the longest time, you no know, sales tax. Uh huh. A lot yeah. of the stuff I used to per- now again showing my age. This yeah. when you could first start purchasing things over the internet, most of it was tax free. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it took a long time. It took a and long then, time. Then they were only charging tax based on the state you live in. Right. Which I, I, you know, because some states didn't require it. Right. And yep. I only know that because I've lived in you know almost all of them at this point. I think it's a hundred percent at this point. I think every, I think taxes are, I mean, it was, I remember when that kicked in and you're like, Oh, well, I mean, cause it was, that was nice. I mean, especially on big, bigger like, purchases. Like New Hampshire, that doesn't have a sales tax. Do you have to pay for your online purchases tax on them? I wouldn't think so. Yeah. I don't think yeah, you do. I wouldn't think so, but I think you'd have to have an address there to, well, yeah. Right. Yeah. If you're a resident for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I bought a camera for my daughter, um, and I was heading out to Boston. So Ed said, why don't you buy it at the Best Buy in New Hampshire and we'll go there and pick it up. And you know, it's $800 camera. So it saved me hundred bucks. Well, Massachusetts, you know? the tax is 5%. So, and I only know that off the top of my head cause I was born and raised there, not because of any other reason. 
Mm-hmm. But Massachusetts sales tax is 5%. And we used to go to New Hampshire all the time. Anytime mm-hmm. you'd make it any major purchase, whether yeah. it be a laptop or you know desktop or anything, TV. Uh, we would all those it. stores are right on the border. Yeah. <laughs> right. Nashua, Nashua, New Hampshire is right there. <laughs> yep. it, it, yeah. it would take you just as long to get there as it would take you to get to a, a local mall. Yeah. yeah. And in the other direction was the what they called a packy but a local liquor store mm-hmm. and because Massachusetts you could not buy alcohol on Sunday. Mm, yep. Where everybody would just drive to huge the liquor stores cuz they're state run in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, huge liquor stores there. But it's also one price that you pay the same price everywhere, so getting deals in New Hampshire is cuz it's the same price everywhere. So everything's allocated I mean, if you're looking for, it's hard to find allocated, you know, beverages. Um, so it has its pros and cons, you know. Jim Shoemaker says when uh, when Amazon started building warehouses everywhere, they had to start paying state taxes. They, I'm sure they're paying. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brian, last comment here says oh, we're going to Washington. I believe one has no sales tax, and the other has no state income tax could live in one shop and the other yeah portland would be one of those cities uh, vancouver washington would also be you could flip in between the two on those yeah, I lived in um, Tennessee. they didn't have state income tax but they had a high sales tax you get you're gonna pay it one way or the other i this kind of iowa has has less property taxes nebraska is the tax me state we high property taxes we have seven and a half percent sales tax they get you coming and going there's only like 10 people in the state somebody's got to pay for this thing right well massachusetts uh, is nicknamed taxachusetts and <laughs> they have taxes for everything i mean anything <laughs> at all you could think of is taxed but new hampshire had no sales tax but their property taxes were much higher mm. mm-hmm so yeah, it's got to get paid for. Live in right? one, work, you know, buying the other. I guess. It's, it's going to get hit. Yeah, you're going to get hit one way or the other. I'm sure those states got that figured out, right? You know. So, well, uh, Jay, before I go, just a quick update. Uh, and I, I, I've said this a couple times, but I bought this Blue Eddy AC 180, not a Blue Yeti, which Ed Sullivan said. Why do you keep talking about Blue Yetis? I mean, no, it's a Blue Eddy, all one word, Blue Eddy. Um. If, so the AC-180 um, solar generator, UPS backup, if you want to call it that. That's that's the way I'm using it. Um, if you want the specs on it, maybe the first time you heard me talking about it, just check out Blue Eddy AC-180. Um, I run about, well, right now, uh, I run, oh, probably 700 watts worth of computer power going on when I'm down here and all the monitors are on, all the computers are running, all this kind of thing. And uh, I even picked up a really cheap uh, Amazon tablet. I think it was 79 bucks, 80 bucks at Walmart or whatever, just to have kind of as a dedicated tablet for it. It connects to it via Bluetooth, and there's an app for it. I can kind of check the status of it all the time. It's back in a corner, so I can't really see the display. So I, I've used a Amazon, or I've used a, a, a tablet to do that. I use it for other things as well, but uh, dedicated-wise. worked really, really well. I've uh, unplugged it and let it go down. In fact, the other day I unplugged it and then forgot and I'm working away and everything goes down. I was like, oh, I forgot to plug it back in. So I plug it back in, charges back up. Does great. I can't, I, I wanted to hold off on recommending using something like this as a UPS backup until I'd had it for at least a month. 
And like, unlike the U-Green that I purchased before it, this thing has just been rock solid and, uh, and has worked every, every time I've tested it and let it go down to, I've, I even took it down to about 4%, three or 4%, uh, brought it back up. Works great. Um, and it's got a charger on top. So you can put your phone on it, turn the DC charging on. If you want to do wireless charging that way, it's also got a couple DC ports and a whole bunch of AC ports. So yeah, how many AC? I can only see the front's got four. Yeah, just four. So just four. Just four in the front. Is there mm-hmm. nothing on the back? Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. Just four. But I've got them. I, I've got them coming out. You know, I have some. I bought some plugs that heavy duty that plug in and split. So and then you know I, I've, I'm feeding a couple. And the the kind of the cool thing is, is I can. You know, I ran a power meter on it to make sure I wasn't overamping it, and some of those can the, it would blow a circuit if I was. Does it um, condition the power as well? Um, it it is a it's a pure sine wave, so yes, in that sense that it's really clean power coming out of it. Because I have this one looks like it's portable, which looks beautiful, especially mm-hmm. if you're, mm-hmm. you're camping or something. But I have a, a backup beneath me. I used to have one for the studio, but the one I'm using now. I don't know what brand it is, but it conditions and it stays at 120 the whole time. It yeah. gives me a little digital display on the front that lets me know that everything's good. Mm-hmm. But And it has maybe 12 or something on the AC on the back and maybe four on the front. Yeah. Yep. It's nice. And then it also has USB and USB-C and stuff. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But, but this, this will like get you. speakers and stuff in it. Uh, no. Or is that a no, fan? No. That's a fan on either side. Fans to keep it cool. This is, and Jim is asking me, have I have I tested the UPS capabilities? Yeah, every weekend, uh, one of the nights, I'll unplug it and just let it run down. And then, you know, sometimes I've let it go. Well, one time I forgot and I went down to 3% and plugged it back in. It was just fine. How long does um, it take? To power, to charge back up? No, how about long does the battery take? To I get about an hour and 20 minutes. That's not bad. Yeah, no, it's... It was really one of those things. I wanted more time. My UPS just only gave me like seven minutes. And I was like, I, I you know, I have a generator. Yeah. So, it, I, and I can have that thing set up in 15 or 20. Like, uh, so can How you just keep my, my like stuff running? It's a 5,000 5, watt. No, I mean size. So like not, how much space does it take up? Oh, uh, three by three by four. Maybe so it's not, you, well, maybe four by four by five. I don't know. It's not very big. Is it big enough that you can pick it up and take it into your house? I wouldn't. Is it gas But I could powered? roll it into the house. It's gas powered. Yeah. 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 So you probably yeah. wouldn't want to run it in a house anyway. No, 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 no. No, you want to keep it 15 feet from any structure. But if you um, think about it, you're only looking for it to stay powered long enough so you can safely power everything off. Well, yes and no. Like, in a in a power outage, I don't actually want my computers to go down. I want them to keep running, <laughs> and and so, so I bought this standby generator that I don't. I also don't have a whole house generator system set up, so I have to kind of, you know, power. Say the power goes down tonight, I'm gonna need to roll. I head out to the garage. I'm gonna roll that just outside. I'm gonna fire up the generator. I'm gonna let it warm up. I'm gonna grab the the 240 cable. And I've got it plugged. I plug it into the generator and I plug it into the side of the house. And that 240 comes in is split into two, into two 120 circuits as it comes in with two breakers, two 15 amp breakers. So I make sure I don't overdo it on that one. 
And then I've got, I can plug in extension cords and get things going. So I have a, I have a cord built to make it from the generator back here. And what I really want to do is just unplug it from the wall, plug it into the generator and everything <laughs> keeps working. That's really what I wanted, Jay. I didn't well, that, want I mean, this. That seems extreme. I mean, how it's, do, yeah. do you have to connect to your house? What what do you mean? Oh, it's just a 240. I just did a 240 pass through that you you plug the 240 cord into it. It's just it's like an RV plug right. basically. And then on the back side, I just wired it down into a into, into your breaker to, box. Into a breaker box. Yeah, to a breaker box too. And actually I run it through another one that's got a voltmeter on it so I can tell how much voltage is coming into the house I'm from the not generator. Not that handy, sir. <laughs> it was fun. It's it it's a total overkill. Complete overkill, but I it's this is what I wanted to do. Yeah, like I'm it, thinking, I, keep I, my know. computer running. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, but oh wow, no, yeah. And Jim Jim asked, does the Blue Eddy offer any communications to the devices that's on to the battery power, like the auto shutdown? No, not the you know like the um, the APC devices that I had had a USB cable and it would say, hey, you've lost power. You're going to shut down in five or seven minutes. Um, what, what really tipped the scales for me is I started looking for a, I wanted a single UPS that could do, you know, I run somewhere between 500 and 700 Watts worth of computer power down here at, with everything. That's everything. That's all the computers. It's all the monitors. It's everything. And, um, what I really wanted was a UPS that could handle that much. And I started pricing them out for a single UPS. They were eight or 900 bucks. And I was like, I can get a solar generator for 800 bucks. Why don't I just go that route? The Ugreen didn't work. That didn't, it struggled. It struggled to do the pass through. It did, it did the UPS function really well, but then the bat is the battery was charging down. It was just shutting off. And I think it was just, it was, I think the board was bad. It was really struggling. So I'd send the, the Ugreen back. Blue Eddy has just been rock solid and it works. It works super great. Brand name of the one I have. It's not bad. I mean, it, it does the trick, but I used to have a double rack mounted um, monster one. Mm -hmm. And it I couldn't find it when I wanted to put this room together. I couldn't find that same unit. But it was incredible. And I mean, it, and it never left 120. I mean, it was as clean as could be. This one down here, I mean, it works and it does the trick, but it fluctuates between 120 and 121. And I mean... It's, yeah, the power's gone out yeah. once or twice here, and it stays on for uh -huh. maybe up to two hours if you're not using anything. Uh, Jim Shoemaker says he has two APCs, and that's what I had too. The problem is they're not the ones the versions I have were not pure sine wave, so they were throwing the breakers on the generator all the time. I could not run the generator and the UPS at the same time. I needed a pure sine wave to do that. Well, again, that pure sine wave UPS device that I was looking at. APS has them. They're 800 to 1200 bucks, you know? And I was like, huh, you know, I could, like I said, I, for me, this was for me. I thought for the same money, if to run off a generator, I could, I could get that. And it's, listen, it's a lot more expensive than most people want to spend, but I love it. I could also, Jay, get in a situation where if I needed portable power, I could power down my PCs unplug one thing well in this case four but they're all they're all in a group together i'll just unplug four of them 
take the thing with me, yeah. right? Um, Joe asks, uh, have you considered the solar panels for these batteries? Every day I consider it, Joe. I think <laughs> every day. So um, it'll also accept, the AC-180 will also accept both grid power and solar power at the same time. So I could be running. Now, it can. It has a max, I think, of 500 watts, and I'm pulling a constant 600 watts. So the math doesn't work on that one. If I was going to try and have a unit where I was completely solar powered, I would need way more batteries to get that done based on my on my usage. And there's both Blue Eddy and there's a couple other ones that are doing this. Um, well, to be fair, other than know, monitors, I've never seen you spend that much money. Uh, you're right. No, you're right, I'm, Jay. I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> You're right. But, You're right. I'm cheap. Speaking of monitors, let me tell yeah. you. Um, I had a guy on the show Monday night that talked about acoustics, and he built my recording studio in Nashville, and it was the best sounding room I'd ever sat in. I mean, the guy's amazing. But my room currently, I have two computer monitors in front of me, so that's why it's hard for me. I look, I have to look like this to see you when the camera's over here, and then I got another monitor on this side. So it's kind of odd for as far as the camera goes. But the two monitors, and then I have the two audio monitors just outside of those monitors, which th means that the computer monitors interfere with the audio monitors. Now, most people probably wouldn't think about it, but they they create reflections. So I had I put down to one monitor so I would have as little reflections as possible. But I missed having my multiple monitors. Yeah. So I put them on these these arms now, and I can just collapse them and fold them behind my desk. Yep. I mean, yeah. I, nice. I mean, these nice. are tricks I learned from you, sir. <laughs> well, so, when you have a monitor problem, between you and Uncle Marv, I'm I'm getting a lot out of this stuff. <laughs> Good. Good. And then I I'm also glad, have um, the flat screen on the wall. So if I if I do have to fold the monitors down, if I'm working on an, an audio mix, I can fold the monitors down and still display something on the flat screen so I can nice. still function. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, in my house, monitors go nowhere. They're permanently fixed, and the, the, they're the priority. And how many they're, do you have now? Did you say nine ten, or ten? Ten, ten, ten. Yeah, I added another one. So <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. I want to know is. How, you, how do you connect them all? They're not all going to the same device. No, I have five PCs down here. Five PCs and 10 yeah. monitors. So you get two on each? Yeah. Uh, well, sort of. The gaming rig, which has a really nice GPU, runs three. The, the, well, and then I have, an un, I have an Unraid box now that has zero on it. And then um, the Mac has one. I have a Surface Pro that is running an extra one. The work laptop runs three besides the 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 main screen so it comes goes into a goes into a uh, docking station and powers three monitors three separate screens compared plus, to the the one yeah so plus the laptop four yeah. separate purposes yep. yeah two two on the bottom two 24 inches on the bottom and then a 24 inch on the upper left and then i bought a little laptop stand that goes on to the mount so these are all on a single mount and then there's a little laptop stand that sits and I can use that. So like teams, my teams is on the upper left. Email is on the upper right. And then what I'm working on is bottom left, bottom right. Well, that would make sense as far as the layout. 
I mean, I love having the two monitors. This is I'm utilizing the production computer for for this purpose. So I love having the two monitors because what I do is I put a, a mix window on one and an edit window on the other. And then I have the ability to never have to switch windows when I'm working. But most of the time I have a laptop. My, my work laptop has a docking station which has two additional monitors on it. And then my personal laptop is the, a MacBook Pro and I don't hook anything else to it. But I do have a, a Mac Mini that has one um, HDMI output, and then I have to trick it by utilizing the USB adapter to get a second monitor. Mm-hmm. But they're not not color matched. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I don't spend a lot of time color matching because I'm moving around so much. But well, if you're um, using one for email, it doesn't need to be color matched. No, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, Joe, Joe's right. It is 12. It's not. And I added that. Well, and I had a Amazon fire tablet doing that before, but it was just too slow. So that's why I took the tablet down and replaced it with a a newer Android 12 tablet. So he's right. It is 12. (laughs) When I, when I surface in one, the one for the Mac, the Android tablet, I have a TV (laughs) monitor up here. There's the gaming monitor that goes in. I've got one that's always on Google Analytics monitoring the site. I have a ring monitor up here that has all the ring cameras that are on it, and then the four for work. <laughs> Your office looks <laughs> like, like NASA. It kind of, you know, people walk in here and they're like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Jim, do I do I really know you? My name is Jim. I have a monitor problem. So it's... Well, they come uh, in and they think they're in some sort of movie. Like, they just found out, you know, Jim's been doing things he shouldn't be doing. Yeah, well, it's... it's um. I get the why all the time. Like, why? And I'm like, because I... I like to see things. I have home automation on one. I've got a, the Unraid stats going on another. I've got what I do for, like, studio work here. Like I said, I said, I get the HP Touch Monitor that does weather and TV and some of those kinds of things. If I want something rolling from there, I have a dedicated YouTube YouTube on this 27 inch curb. is awesome. Like <laughs> you can just give it full screen and it's, it's the right, it's the right dimensions. It's a 1440. So it's the right dimensions for YouTube. So many much. Now let me ask you monitor guy here. Now it, it, for including televisions, I've got the flat screen above me that I do utilize as a monitor. It doesn't typically don't play it, although it is hooked up for YouTube and stuff. And there's an, another TV back here that I utilize when I'm on my – I sit back there when I use my MacBook and I, I can mirror the – not mirror, but I can also put a screen up on the TV. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. works. Um, and I, I would like, like you were just saying – like I would like a camera system. I'm in a, a room. There's no windows. Mm-hmm. I would love a, a camera like at the front door and put it up on the the flat screen or something. So when I'll, while I'm working, I can tell if we're getting our 500 yeah. Amazon package. Right, day. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my question for you, I have these dual monitors and they're, they're rectangle. And they're like 32 inches each, I think, somewhere in that ballpark. And there's two of them side by side. If I got one of those large or even curved monitors, when you can you set it up so it automatically does like dual monitors, or is it always like one monitor? Um, well, like on any monitor now, especially Windows 10 or Windows 11, you can you can always snap the windows to whatever part you want, right? And so on the Mac, they have a program. I think it's called Rectangle. 
um, that you can use where you can go in there and tell what to do, what and whatever, you know, where in, in, um, on windows, you could just set whatever size you want. And then even if you screen them, you know, if you put one on one side and one on the other, snap one to the other side, snap the other, you can go to the middle and drag it and make one larger and one smaller. Like you can custom size them. So yeah, they don't stay that way all the time. That's the frustrating thing about windows is they don't, Sometimes they'll decide to go do other things, if, if especially yeah. if you move them around. But uh, yeah, I get some windows yeah. I open up all the time that are that are dual monitors, and they'll open up in the the right spot, but then they won't stay there. Some of the some of the yeah. plugins and stuff will stay there. Yeah. But yeah, what I'm thinking is like you're using Streamyard right now, and if you choose to share your to share something like you were sharing the web pages and stuff earlier, you can share a, a full screen. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're using mm-hmm. one monitor, can you share just the portion of the monitor? No. Absolutely. Not the portion of the monitor. You're set, you'd share the app that you want. So like, hey, I'm like on the left side of my screen is Edge. On the right side is Brave. And so I can, um, I can so, go into StreamYard and say share Brave. I can even tell it what tab to share on Brave. But but where the option is for share screen, you're only going to have one option. Yeah. Well, you're going it, to it, yeah. It's either the screen or it's the applications. Right yeah. now, when I go into Streamyard and choose share screen, it asks me which one. Yes. Yeah. There's um, uh, there's uh, three options, right? If you have a your it should be your web browser or the window or the entire screen across the top. Yeah. yeah. Tab window screen. Yeah. And um, I use the the screen option just so I know that everything that goes on my right monitor is going to be visible to the public. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you have if, one monitor, you can't really yep. do it that way anymore. No, you shouldn't. You should always just share the application that you're or the the tab in the in the way you're doing it. Yeah, so they don't see the whole screen. Yeah, yeah. It's a good. I know a few things about screens. Yeah, one or two. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, Randy says uh, Magnet's another Mac OS window tiling app. Uh, and I'll wrap it on this. Jim Shoemaker says, and those neighbors said he seemed like such a normal guy, but <laughs> little did they know until it was too late. Yeah. Well, and I tell you what, a lot of these monitors that I have are fairly old. Like I've, they've, you know, they just don't go bad. And so I just keep using, I keep finding other ways to use them. And I also, I like everything in front of me. I like to be able to see everything. I also have them all on a single plug. So I can say, hey, lady, shut off the studio monitors. And not single, because actually I have a studio monitor group that I can say. Then I can also say, hey, lady, shut off the Gallup monitors. That's work. It'll shut off all those. So easy to get them turned on. A home assistant has groups for them. So I had... Home assistant on the surface, I can touch, you know, monitors, Gallup monitors, studio monitors, overhead light, the computer light, the HP touchscreen. So you pretty, are the tech easily. guy, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Now I, so, I heard your conversation about leaving computers on and monitors and all that stuff. Do you do you leave your monitors on? Uh, no, I shut them off. You do. Yeah, every when I'm leaving down here or I'm leaving to go anywhere, I just it's two buttons or two commands, and it they just shut they all just shut off. So 
My monitors are the only leave the computers running. Shut off. But but I leave them. I leave the computers running, but I shut all the I shut all the monitors off. Yeah. So I just I leave my my laptops on my work one, my personal one. They're they're on twenty four seven. But my production computer, I only use it for you know certain at certain times, and I've be, I've got in the habit of actually shutting it off, and I don't know if it if, if it matters or not. Yeah. Well, I like to shut off my laptop when I'm not using it. That's the weird thing. As I typically leave everything on except the work laptop, that could show. I think that's more of a mental thing for me. Like I'm done with work. <laughs> I shut it off. I close the lid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I physically shut it down. So it's, I, I just before the show, it sits right here. It's, it's right there. And before the show, I just, I just turned it off. It's like, I, I can't, but I leave everything else on, you know? So, Okay, uh, Jay. Thanks for coming out tonight. We've we've gone. We I have successfully delayed you from packing long enough. It is time to to See, get tell tell friends. folks where they find your podcast. Jfranzi.com. J y f r a n z e dot com. We are live every Thursday, eight p.m. Central, nine Eastern. I've got an interesting guest uh, coming up next week, and Jay, you might you might be interested in this one. Uh, his name is Shane Dreyer. He's with uh, Irrigreen, I-R-R-I-G-R-E-E-N. They're one of these irrigation systems where there's smart watering devices where they map your lawn or your plants, and then the thing pops up, and it waters just those spaces. You know, it kind of goes back and forth and extends out or comes back. I don't know if you've seen those. They're real popular you, you can kind of see him. Well, just talk, just say the word irrigation to your phone, like water my lawn to Facebook, and you'll start seeing all of these show up. Some of them you can hang on a fence, and it would it, then you teach it where to water, and it will water just those spots uh, in your yard. This is um, this is yeah, Irrigreen is a, is a lot like that. They contacted me and said, "Hey, can we come on and uh, and uh, talk about it on your show?" I'm like. It's lawn. Yes. Of <laughs> course you could come on the show. So Shane will be on next week. If you guys want to join me live, um, uh, that'd be awesome. Um, but we are live just about every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern out here at the average guy.tv. I will be off on the 24th special dinner. My buddy just became a doctor, PhD, uh, psychology, not, uh, not, not medical doctor, but impressive so we're going to go out and you know, we're going to go out and celebrate that on the 24th. And uh, so, yeah, he's a he is a good guy. I've been working with him for a long time. Um, so, uh, if you want to come out and join us live, that would be great. Don't forget, Maple Grove Partners, Secure Reliable. We talked about this last week, but Secure Reliable high-speed hosting. If you want to pair that with WordPress, like we talked about with Randy, you can do that as well. Plans still starting at 10 bucks. Best deal in town. Just check it out, maplegrovepartners.com. Thanks, everybody. Uh, good show tonight with you guys out in chat. Appreciate all your comments. We'll do it again next week with that. We'll say goodbye.